This is part of a, a six-part series on the family. I started it last week. If you were live streaming, I'm sorry it didn't, the audio didn't come in. So I want to do like a brief recap because I've wanted to do this series for years. And so last week I said the purpose of this is basically twofold. One, it's to remind you of the goodness of what you're doing. If you're married and you got a family, those are specifically the people I'm talking to today, like you're doing it. This is what God intends for us, and it's so good. And two, just to kind of help us flourish in that. Like, what would help us in the midst of that? Because it's not all sunshine and lollipops. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's deeply satisfying. It gets you to heaven if you do it well. But, you know, it's just like in the priesthood, like any vocation, like we can have help with it. So I want to kind of go through some of the basics. Last week, core base level was just the theology. We said God is a trinity. He's perfect relationship itself, and we're based off of him. Our design is, is literally in alignment with that. So we're not really ourselves unless we're in relationship with him and relationship with other people. And the core construct of relationship in humanity is marriage. And it's not an add-on. It's just something he literally baked into our human experience. People have been getting married forever, long before the incarnation. It's just something God invented and then united it with humanity. And when men and women get married and they have a family, they fulfill an aspect of their nature, how they're designed, in a way that cannot be fulfilled in any other way. It's just how God has made us. They love to the point of making other people to be in relationship with. God loves to the point of making other people to be in relationship with. So when we live in alignment with that, we literally become like him, and that's kind of the whole point. He designed it to be like this. We live in a family, and we're in the Trinitarian nature. Okay, and I said a lot of you are doing that, and I'm super proud of you for it because I know it's not easy, and that's where we're at right now. Second base level, I think, can be summed up in just one phrase. Having a healthy family is having a healthy marriage. There's basically no way to have a healthy family if the marriage is unhealthy. I think, I think a lot of, of, of us have seen that. Good to get married if God calls you to it. God, you know, calls some of us to a life of celibacy. And to do that, you need some sort of like extra supernatural grace. It's not part of the natural order. It's something supernatural, above the natural order. But marriage is like in it. It's part of the natural order. It's like literally part of this world and our humanity. But here's the deal. It's one of those things, just like anything, you can do it well or you can not do it well. Right? There's no guarantee in just getting into it that we'll do it well. Right? And a lot of us you know, have seen bad examples of it. And those bad examples, man, they can get deep into your mind and into your heart. Could be drug, alcohol abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse in the home. Could be uh, affairs or, or work addiction or gambling or sloth, just kind of like doing the same thing the, over and over and over again and having that kind of drag you down, pull you down, and then not putting as much 
effort into the relationship. Could be, you know, inherently disordered things like two men and two women trying to simulate a family through adoption or IVF or something. There's a lot of options of how it can be modeled poorly to use the psychological language. It's poor modeling. And so when we have poor modeling on some level, we got two choices. Either we think, oh, I'm definitely not doing that. Like when it comes my term, I'm definitely not doing that. Or we don't even think about it that much. Think about how soft kids are. They just absorb everything. So you're just around it and then you get bigger and then you recreate the bad cycle of behavior in the marriage, in your own marriage. And it happens almost automatically. And so if there hasn't been a, a hard stopping point to analyze what's come before and say, I'm keeping the good, I'm getting rid of the bad, we'll just cycle through the bad behavior uh, for ourselves. So here's what I want us to do. I want us first to, to recognize that, especially if you're, if you're sacramentally married, you're getting grace to be married. You don't have to use it, but you're getting it. Like God is giving you some sort of supernatural power to be together and to have a family. That's amazing. It's not something that you do on your own. It's not something anybody can do on their own. So if you've been struggling, if you've been white knuckling it on some level in your marriage, there's hope. There's always hope. You know, difficulty is a, a human concept. God doesn't have difficulty. Nothing's hard for him. And by struggling, I mean, here's what I mean by struggling. Do you feel joyful and peaceful in the center of your heart, even in the midst of the chaos of everything that goes with being married and having micro-sized people in your space all the time? Like there's a certain amount of inherent stress that just goes with that right? Someone's in your house that never goes home, another adult. There's other tiny little people that are constantly acting like they're belligerently drunk. They never go home. And so there's like a, there's this amount of just base level stress that every human parent has experienced since the beginning, <laughs> since Adam and Eve, just the way that it is. I mean, do you experience that? Can you experience that? and look deep into the core of your being and still be peaceful. Like when I'm with some people, there's some people I'm praying over, they're like throwing up, like weird things are happening. I'm seeing the demons in the rectory. I look deep into my heart. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty at peace. I'm pretty happy. Because <laughs> I know that I'm doing what God made me to do. It's that type of thing. No matter what the external circumstance is deep in your heart, you're like, yeah, God made me to get this person to heaven. He made me to get this select group of people to heaven. I know that for certain in the center of my being. Is there something off with that? If there is something off with that, that's what I mean by struggling. Could be something very minor, could be something very major, could be something you can't even quite articulate. That's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that. Doesn't mean you have a bad marriage. Doesn't mean you married the wrong person. It just doesn't mean those things. It's so important to acknowledge that, though. Because here's what won't serve you well. It's knowing that there's something wrong and doing nothing. 
Because that won't serve us well in any area of human life, huh? So especially in this core relationship, it's just not going to work. If we sit on it, especially if you have a family and you have kids, who gets hurt the most? It's the tiny little people who are constantly on record, just recording everything, all the woundedness, all the brokenness in the adults' hearts and minds. They're just recording it. And one day, if it's not corrected, they'll just replicate it in their own family. We have to be the kind of people that say, the buck stops here. I'm an adult. I have the grace of God. I know I'm messed up because I'm a fallen creature. I'm going to put in the work that it takes to get better. So this is the point. The doorknob's on the inside. I can't make you do it. I wouldn't make you do anything. You got to open it from the inside and let the Lord in. Think about this. This is a wild thought. I was meditating on this last week. God has literally called me to give up my biological family so that I could help you with your family. That's crazy. I wanted a biological family, but I sacrificed it because he said, I want you to sacrifice this so you can help other people. I'm radically available because of that, and I'm happy to do it. It's one of those things that brings the joy deep into my heart. So recognize that you are in a socio-religious system that God has designed to increase your health and your happiness and your joy and your peace. This is Catholicism. This is our faith. So here's um, what I'm going to recommend. Three levels of doing stuff. First level is just come into our marriage preparation, marriage renewal course. Because it's been my experience that most Catholics who went through marriage prep, they sat with a priest, especially anything before maybe the last five years. They sat with a priest. He was like, you have a pulse. You have a pulse. You're getting married. Congratulations. Like, there was no like, hey, where are you at? How you doing? Is your heart broken? What are you bringing into the marriage? What are you going to take from your family of origin? What are you going to very purposely discard from your family of origin as you curate a new family? They just didn't go through any of that. And so this fills in all of those gaps. It's a really, really good program. It's specific to this parish, and it focuses on, you know, what our Catholic faith actually teaches and healing, making progress. Level two is pastoral counseling. So this is something that I'm trained in, that almost every priest is uh, trained in. I'm happy to sit down with you and just go over some basic spiritual solutions to what's going on. Because the enemy is always trying to, like, break us apart. That's what diabolos means, to divide. He's diabolical. So he's always trying to rip us apart. And if there's any relationship that God has designed to get us to heaven, like marriage, that's his top priority. He doesn't have to destroy a nation. He just has to destroy marriage. And the nation falls with it. And so I'm happy to sit down and pray. Some people are like, what do you know, eunuch for the kingdom, about marriage? I'm like, well, I mean, obviously not a lot from the inside, but I've sat with hundreds of couples for thousands of hours and heard every possible conceivable thing that could go wrong. 
And I believe that Jesus is the solution to every conceivable problem or issue. And I've seen that healing come into their life. So I would say enough, enough to make some progress. Okay, that's kind of level two. Level three is um, professional marriage counseling from a good licensed Catholic counselor. We have the blessing at this parish of having as a new position, a coordinator of mental health. She's happy to meet with you or to give you a referral to somebody who can meet with you. It's just so important to sit with somebody that believes in Jesus, that he's the healer, that he can fix anything. And so especially if there's some deep, long-standing kind of things, like sit down with them. I don't know any other parish that offers any service like that. I and my team take your spiritual and mental and your health and your salvation very, very seriously. And so I want you to avail yourself of everything that is available to you. Key to having a healthy family is having a healthy marriage. So let's make this together to the extent that we can, the parish that has the healthiest families by making it just totally normal to seek help for healing or anything that we need in our marriages.